0: What's going on? You're listening to The Questions Hip-Hop Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Kantrowitz. Every week, I'm bringing you something hip-hop-related. We've been getting some live episodes recently. There's some classics on deck. There's some cool new trivia episodes coming soon. Maybe some Can't Knock the Shuffle episodes in the pipeline. But you hear the piano playing right now. Piano played by yours truly, by the way. And that can mean only one thing. This week's episode is a Making Illmatic episode. What is Making Illmatic, you might ask, if this is your first time listening? Well, it's a format in which my friend, my brother, my co-host, and the creator of the Making Illmatic concept, his name is Midas the Beast, he and I take an album, and we see if we can agree on trimming it down to 10 tracks, and we determine if doing so helps or hurts the album in some respects we've been toying with an inverse of this concept which is is an album so great that even if we do strip it down to 10 tracks does it still hit does it still deliver does it still maintain its legendary status this week's album might fall into that category it is sean price's debut album monkey bars which just celebrated its 18th anniversary a couple weeks ago This is definitely an underground classic, a milestone in what was a new chapter in the book of Sean Price, which we get into all of that in this episode. And we are joined in this episode by Mark of Top Shelf Premium. For those who don't know, Top Shelf Premium is a notable vintage clothing store in Hoboken. Mark is also a complete hip hop head. He's the man behind the popular Off Top Freestyle series, which is how he and Midas connected. Mark also works behind the scenes in helping Peter Rosenberg curate his Real Late with Rosenberg show. Mark wanted to do monkey bars. We were down to do monkey bars. Now, before we hop into this episode, this weekend, I'll be in San Jose, Saturday, June 24th for the East Side Record Swap at the School of Arts and Culture at MHP. This is a free event and I'm going to be hosting a brand new Bay Area themed edition of The Questions. We want to see who in the Bay Area has the most hip-hop trivia skills, and there are some dope prizes on deck for the winner. There's going to be DJ sets from DJ WorldWise and Nate LeBlanc and David Ma from Dad Bod Rap Bot. I'm going to have copies of the Questions Hip-Hop trivia game that I will be signing, so come out. Go to questionshiphop.com to get your RSVP on. Shout out to the Questions Patreon for their support of the show. What is the Questions Patreon? You may be asking yourself. Can I join it? Why, yes, you can. Let me explain what it is. For $5 a month, you not only are holding me down, but you also get bonus content that doesn't make it into the episodes, early access to podcast apps before they hit the public, discussions, playlists. We're talking about Dante Ross's new book over there. We're breaking down hip hop soundtracks. I'm sharing new music with people over there. Go join the Patreon. I appreciate your support. Patreon.com slash the questions hip hop. I got a link for it in these episode notes. Okay, are you ready for this? Are you ready for some monkey bars? Well, let's get into it. This is a making a matic episode of The Questions with special guest Mark from Top Shelf Premium, and we are diving into Sean Price's Monkey Bars. Who did
1: it first? Who did it best? Who did it worse? That's the question. Who rapping there? That? that really what happened when? That's the question. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. And if you ain't know what needs, then my guys know what you need. Some answers to the questions.
0: So the question's hip hop, making you madic another episode in this can i say it's a it's a legendary series we get a lot of people who hit us up and tell us that they enjoy it so i think that's got to count for something Um, we're sipping teas, two thirds of us here. I'm playing the current installation of, is it allergies, cold or COVID right now? We're kind of (laughs) early in the game, so (laughs) we'll see what it is. But, uh, I'm your host, Sean Kantrowitz, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Midas, the motherfucking beast. What's good, Midas? Uh,
1: What's good? What's good? Busy, busy weeks, busy weeks, but really excited to do, uh, this album, um, we did, a, we, we did a string of albums that, uh, cause nobody knows when these things drop. So I'm gonna just say, we did a string of albums that I don't love as much. So right. now we're gonna do an album that I love a lot and, this, and it's gonna be stressful for me. So let's, let's do all right. it. All right.
0: I appreciate the ambiguity and we'll never tell you which albums we like and we don't like. Look, we all have our blind spots and there's gonna be ones that really resonate with me, really resonate with Midas, really resonate with the guests, but there's an appreciation that exists there. Of course. And we're joined today by Mark from Top Shelf Premium. Obviously,
2: Mark, uh, you know, first of all, welcome to the show. We appreciate well, you having you there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I, I met Midas a couple weeks ago at the shop and yeah. his eyes lit up when I said this album was going to be the one. So yeah. Yeah. it was like off the rip, too. He was like, you want to have an album? Too? I was like, oh, yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: Well, obviously your opinion is valued very highly here. You are a great contributor to the culture, to a lot of music, a lot of behind the scenes thing, obviously, with the brand as well. And... Today the album that we're giving the Making Illmatic Treatment is Sean Price's debut album Monkey Bars, mm. which was originally yeah. released June thirteenth, two 2005 on Duck Down. It was part of their Triple Threat campaign. This was yep. sort of the Duck Down movement that was happening at the time. You had Buckshot's Chemistry, you had Ooh. Tech and Steel's uh, Smith & Wesson Reloaded, and then this was the third album released in that campaign. So, Mark, why this oh. album? Because we've sort of been, there, there's sort of two ways, and we're, we're, we've are we're spoken about this internally. Maybe this is the first time I'm going to say it externally. There's two ways we can kind of look at this making Elmatic concept. One is we're taking an album that we think is great but could be better by trimming it to 10. And then there oh, yeah. can also be cases where you can make the argument that it's so great, that even if you cut it to 10, it still retains its classic status. So
2: where do you sort of stand on it and why did you pick this album? To me, it's so great because it was the era where it got me like solidified. Like, okay, I'm this type of fan. You know what I mean? Like I love hip hop. You know, I'm a nineties kid. I'm a New York kid. I with my first album was, you know, Biggie and Snoop Dogg and all that. But When I was in my early 20s, Sean Price, these are the shows that I would go to and I would look at this man on stage like he was 10 feet tall. You know what I mean? So this album just packed a punch and I was it just came immediately when I talked to Midas about doing a an amazing album. But there's a few joints on there where sometimes I do hit skip. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I I would add, you know,
1: I think. You know, when I originally came up with the idea for making Illmatic, one of the, I think an album like this actually fits the original thought process really well because my my thought was, all right, Illmatic is 10 10 songs or 10 tracks, right? Uh, What about other 10 tracks? And what if those other 10, like, if you were to kind of compare the best 10 songs on the Sean Price album or the best 10 songs on the Cuban Lynx album or the best 10 songs on the Snoop Dogg album. How do they hold up against the 10 tracks on, on Illmatic, which we kind of regard as the holy grail of hip hop albums as a culture, right? So like, um, I, I think this is an interesting one because it it does have a lot, It in an album, it's a great album, but it also has a lot of, there's a lot of standalone. It's not like it's just like a, it's a song, and then it's a song, and then it's a song. It's not so much like threaded in between and a whole bunch of it stuff. It could, like that. it
2: could though. I mean, it does string. It does have a string, but there's a couple of joints in that I feel like could be left out. That the string could be straighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I agree and disagree. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well.
2: The, and that's one, the name of this one other is.
1: thought too, just to go back to Sean when he teed up, uh, when you teed up. Uh, the three album series and everything like this, this was an ill time yeah. in, in indie hip hop and everything. Cause like, pff, I think about me and where I was, what what, what year was this? Was it Oh five? Oh five. Yeah. I think about where I was at in Oh five. Like you talking about like, just rediscovering like that there was ill stuff out there, right? Because right. we went through. I, I I would love for to 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 do like a documentary or watch a documentary on like 2000 to 2005. Like the hip hop was in such a as far as hip hop goes, it was in such flux of like. What are we doing? It's the it's it's the it's after the bling era, but it's like the the ringtone era and all of that crazy stuff is going on. And like, I think the independence was just trying to figure out where to fit in with all of this stuff. And there were a lot of artists that from the 90s that stopped doing it. And Mm -hmm. then there were there were people that you just didn't see anymore. Uh, There were there were artists that were putting out subpar material that came from the 90s. There was a new crop of people. That we're trying to come up, and I remember seeing this advertisement for this three album run, and was like, "Okay, all right." So the Duck down guys, the, the boot camp guys are coming back, yeah. and yeah. nobody cared about Sean Price. Like we weren't caring about P. We were caring about Buckshot. Like oh, Buck, Buckshot and Knife Wonder are doing an album. Like this yeah. is yeah. the shit, right? You know what I mean? And then the P the P side of it was like, I I remember me and my, my group of friends just being like, huh, of all the duck down guys, Sean Price is gonna do a solo album? Like, what about rock? Like we were, you know, cause Rock was the guy in Helter Skelter in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? So we're like, what about rock? Like, why would, why would Sean yeah, Price? I'm a ruck. I'm a ruck guy. All you know day. what? I run into <laughs> a lot of people who were ruck guys in the nineties. Well, okay. I run into a lot of people who say they were rut guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in
1: the 90s, nobody (laughs) was a rut guy. I never met nobody that was a rut guy. So it's a super, it's hilarious to me.
0: Yeah. Well, it's
1: interesting because this is sort of the
0: origin story of one of, I think this kind of gets underrated as the re the rebirth, the remake, the renovation of a career. You've got the MF Dooms. Yep. You've got, uh, and then you have the Sean Prices yep. where this was a rebranding and it sort of set up the standard for what he would be doing the rest of his career. I think for a lot of aficionados, this was the bar to hit. The,
2: um, he, he cut his dreads and it was grown man rap and it was <laughs> real rap. Yeah, yep, the brokest yep. rapper alive. Like, it was just so, <laughs> it hit home, man.
1: So, Mark, let me ask you, were you tuned in? Because there were a couple singles that dropped before this that weren't on the album. It yeah. was like, it was the Ruckus, Ruckus something. I got
2: to uh, hear it. I got to hear it. I don't, I'm, a couple... not a
1: great, I'm not a great dude with names. So, the reason why I asked that, though, is because, like, just for the, his, the historical context of this, like, again, really hyped for Knife Wonder and Buckshot. Like, you know, for guys, for guys that saw Little Brother come out and do their thing, we were like, oh shit. So Knife is about to do some shit with, with some, with some, with some real hip hop dudes like from Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit. And then we realized that, wait a minute, all these North Carolina guys are gonna produce like all this stuff. Like this is, this is kind of an ill idea, but still our confusion was why Ruck? Like, we couldn't figure out why Ruck. And nice. we couldn't... <laughs> what, and the reason why we couldn't figure out why Ruck is because all you had was the couple Health the Skelter albums and the Boot Camp album, which, what's interesting about BCC is, at least from a fan perspective of guys that was outside freestyling and doing that and into the culture and the way that we were, the way that we looked at BCC was there's Buckshot, and then, of course, uh, 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 Evil and D West. and the, the the production side of it, right? B minors, B minors. The B minors. There's no Five Ft. because he never raps on anything, right? Like we're we're like, okay, uh, uh, th- there's no Five Ft. Then you go Smith and Wesson, like okay, we we got Smith and Wesson, and then you go uh, Helter Skelter, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got the others. There was this there's other people in in Boot Click, and we didn't really yeah. we didn't really. They could come and they could go. They were like killer bees, how people looked at killer bees right, right, right. was where, everybody else in, in boot camp. But in the duos, and I would love to hear feedback from the audience when we put the episode out and everything, but in the duos, like, Ruck, like Rock was overpowering because he had he was so animated and voice. he had such and he had that voice. Yeah. So it wasn't that it wasn't that anybody thought Rock was not good. It was just, it was like, it was like Rock was Method Man. And then Rock could have been, you know, Jizza, who's really dope. But like, do you hear Method Man? Like, Method Man's here. You know
2: what I mean? And that was kind of the struggle that we I think we, it's the comedy that comes out of Sean P. Yeah. yeah. Really brought him to a, a humbling persona as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well,
1: I think, I think for him, he if you listen to some of his interviews and stuff, that was how he felt too. He felt slighted. He felt like rock got all the attention. He felt like it was, and it's kind of the reason why he basically quit rap. Like he basically quit for a couple of years and was working regular jobs and was not with, with the shits. So right. this, was, this was not just a figurative, a figurative rebirth. This was an actual rebirth, like a return to form. And like I was saying, there was a couple of singles that rocked out or a couple like solo tracks that rocked out leading into this era. And then it was like, Oh shit. Like,
0: I think you rock. mean that they rocked out. They didn't rock they out, out. They rocked out. They rocked out.
1: <laughs> they, they rocked out. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I only met Sean Price once and mm-hmm. it was on a, it was a duck down tour and I was actually uh, writing for okay player at the time I actually went and did, uh, some coverage of the show. I believe Pharaoh Monch was there. It was like Pharaoh Monch and a lot of the boot camp guys as well. I want to say, and I did a video interview with Sean P and this just speaks to the humor that you mentioned before. He said at the beginning of the interview and then kept peppering the, like throughout the interview between questions, he was like, I just don't understand. Like, okay player, like don't you want to be talking to Common or, or Talib <laughs> Kweli? Like, why do you want to talk to me? But he, he was never doing it in a threatening way. He was really like sweet and like very kind and and very gracious. This is, you know... Uh, this is early age DSLR cameras. This was yeah. not a professional setup. I don't think actually the video ever even came out because the audio was so bad. You know, we
2: were. Still I had the mini DV in hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it might have.
0: It might have been the Canon, but so some something something in that time period. But his humor is something that I always appreciated about him. In that he is one of those lethal mercenary rappers, but never seems to take himself that seriously. There was a bit of self effacing context to all of his 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 you know presence on wax and to me he's just the ultimate like I don't give a fuck rapper he he truly doesn't give a fuck and like he but like that doesn't mean that he doesn't give a fuck about like his bars or writing but to me it always seemed like especially in his solo career Sean Price kind of had a take it or leave it attitude towards everything in the music business
2: you know what I mean yeah yeah he just personifies man you know what I mean? Like he's just like, yo, I'm a man. I don't give a fuck. And this is what we're talking about. This is what yeah. I want to talk about. And I'm gonna make a joke about my girl's saggy tits. That's it. And I'm yeah. still gonna go fuck later. Yep. Yep. P. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: it was great. Uh and I uh I was talking to Mindus about this before. You know, my relationship I think with the boot camp click music is probably similar to what I know Midas has told me about some of his relationships with like, we'll say maybe native tongues music where I know all the records. I I was aware of all of it. I respect all of the music. I recognize the contribution. This is in preparing for this episode. This is definitely the first time that I've listened to monkey bars in a long time. And it's not because I didn't like it, but again, it's just, you know, there's different flavors and things that exist out there in, in the menu Uh, it just and, captures you right away. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't disagree. How I never hard. heard it and was like, ah, <laughs> like this isn't for me. It's just like, oh, this is really dope. And then I get distracted and I go over here. And then I'll always, you know, I, I've i heard every Sean Price album. I would always check for him. If he's featured on somebody else's album, I'm always going to skip and, you know, go to that. Because he is right. an incredible MC. For me, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just presenting that because I feel like that's pertinent as we begin to dissect where I know that you, Mark, and, and you, Midas, definitely, I think, are stronger uh, Sean Price heads than I am, but I am definitely yeah. a fan of, of yeah, him as an yeah, artist yeah. And, and as a rapper.
1: Interesting how much the Buckshot record got so much like attention in that three, that three album situation in the beginning.
2: But, well, it was uh, the covers, too.
1: The covers, too, but the endearing yeah. classic out of those three records. It's, it's, it's monkey it's, bars. It's, it's monkey bars. You know what I'm yes. saying? Um, I don't even remember the Smith and Wesson joint. I feel like I got to go back to that one.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I just told you it's been a while since I listened to this one. It's been longer than yeah, yeah. one.
1: I haven't heard that one in a stretch.
0: So let's that talk about. Let's talk about its uh, its ranking. You know, when it came out, the source gave it three and a half mics. Rap reviews gave it an eight out of ten score. All Music gave it a four out of five. So the question that we'd like to kick things off with, Mark, in its current iteration, where do you place Monkey Bars in the Source five mic scale?
2: Five mics. I'm gonna have to do uh, four. I give it a four. Mm. To yeah. me, four, because I would say the majority of the joints on this album are straight fire. And they just get my blood pumped. <laughs> so, yeah. and I can listen to every word.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think for me, I definitely place it. It's probably, I think it's a three and a half for me again, uh-huh. because I, I, there's look and look, we're going to get into this. And I was telling Midas this, we try not to talk much about the albums before we do this. Cause we want to save it, save it for the ring, uh-huh. you know? But yeah. for me, I was like, you know, there's never, there's never an issue with Sean Price on the Sean Price album. He yeah. always is consistent. He's delivering yeah. throughout. So what it really amounts to is, do you like the beat, and what do you think of the other MCs that he's rapping with? For me, yeah. that's where yeah. I kind of landed on. So to me, you know, depending on how the wind blows, this could be a three point five. This could be a four. But I think in this current stage and knowing that we're about to, you know, take the scissors to it, I'd give it a three point five
1: yeah okay. i actually i would give it a i'd give it a four and I do think this is the kind of record that which is shocking because I'm not a huge fan of the ninth wonder style production generally speaking oh. um in that 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 just that area style production at that time um but i mean i like crisis i do like crisis, but just the style of it just wasn't my wasn't my bag but what's interesting is Again, when I talk about great MCs, I think what the, the best thing about being a great MC or one of the best things that you have to be, you have to have a great ear. And Sean picks beats. Uh, he picks beats that fit him and that he's going to sound right. great over and that fit his energy. So even though, like, generally speaking, that sound didn't move me a whole lot, the ones that he picked did. You know what I'm saying? So well, it's, it's that, that whole era
2: of sound was kind of like we were talking. It's kind of whack. You know what yeah. I mean? It yeah. came yeah. off of like the nineties and then we had G unit and now we're like, what you said ringtones. It's like, nobody wants to listen to that shit. Yeah. So price, what he was picking, that's the only beats that I don't fuck with on this album that we're about to hit up is like the ones that are kind of 2005 sounding.
0: Yeah. And, and truth you'll be know told, that, you know, Truth be told, the Ninth Wonder and Crisis Justice League sort of imprint on this album is pretty small, actually. We'll get Mm. into it, but this was not the Ninth Wonder album. Honestly, there's only one Ninth Wonder beat on the whole album, so it's. But yeah, I understand why it gets lumped in. uh, It does, yeah, it does. Um, And we also talked to the questions Patreon about their thoughts about this album, and here's what they had to say. Hey, what's happening? questions hip-hop trivia podcast this is listener sam sneeze coming from the woods of washington i am excited to hear what happens on Sean P's monkey bars making Elmatic boot camp click that was a squad used to listen to them a lot in high school and afterwards pretty much picked up anything that they would drop and uh had all the health to skelta albums even had a glow in the dark health skelta t-shirt that for some reason a lot of people in idaho didn't know what that was, but me and my friends, we knew what it was. Those guys were the duo, and when Ruck was about to go solo, I knew he'd be able to bring the flows. I knew he had a grip of producers to work with, and he even had the sick comic book cover, but the album, yeah, it's a little weighty, and I think we can get it down to fighting weight. So rest in peace, the legend, Sean.
3: No oh, free music empire, Sean Price. Monkey bars you guys are talking about. Where does Sean Price rank in the Hall of Ninth Wonder collaborators? Because he really sets off Ninth Wonder sounds to me in a way that I don't know if anyone does, respect to Fonte and everyone else. What an album! Changed my life.
0: All right, so we're going to get into this album. It's the three-man vote. We vote to cut or keep, and if we reach the end of the album and we have not trimmed it to 10, we will go back in more of a lightning round and determine what makes the cut. So,
2: How many joints are in total on this album? Total joints,
0: we have 16, including the bonus track. So we got to cut six. Um, We'll see what happens. So we're going to get into the first song, it is produced by Clef Dollars and the song is called Peep My Words. Peep My
3: Words. I'm better with mine. Sean Price, remember this time I'm all at. Sean Tap Park, Gregory Hans, Strap for the wall. I got a package of raw in the ass crack of this hall with a passenger door. Y'all niggas is whacking and should be slapping the fall. Shit like that be attracting the law. Psst. Can't get
2: knocked. Betting. Can't mm. get shot. Automatic. Best number one intro joint that I've ever heard. Pete, my words. Word? Heavenly words. (laughs) Come on, man. That one's amazing.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I would say uh, to to echo Mark on this one, going, again, you gotta, I, I like to put the listener back into the headspace of listening to the record for the first time when I can do that. I remember putting this joint on and being like, not really knowing what to expect, because again, for me personally, rock didn't stand out a whole lot amongst the things. So I remember back in the day and when I hit play and it's the name of this album is Monkey Bars, And I'm yeah, the that's the intro. Sean P. Yeah. And I'm like, that's yo, what is no, this? Like, is nothing. No skit, nothing. The music. And I shot one of the things on this podcast, bro, as we're doing this, that we find is there's so many records that do that. these intros that you just don't need. Get rid of that shit. Get, that t- that get, was a time of skits, too. Skits and all that shit. So the way that it just comes in, it, it skews the need to... All right, I told you what it is. The name of the album is Monkey Bars. All right, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And then he just starts rapping, and the beat is dope on the intro. Super key
2: he got one of my favorite bars in the whole album in that first song. Drinking and smoking, vice versa, smoking and drinking them supposed to be stinking something like that while i'm counting these lincolns i'm like oh my god this guy (laughs) this guy
0: yeah it's it's definitely a keep for me as well it's a little bit more laid back than i think what the mood of the record eventually will overall encompass but again as a sort of sonic bed for him to be flexing his style and the personality that you're going to get on this album, it is the perfect introduction. And yeah, to what you were both also saying, this, this album and other albums that came from this time definitely seemed like a reaction to the bloated era. We've been doing a lot of albums from 98 to 2002 on this format. And man, it was almost mandated that you had to have the first song called intro and it had to be like a minute and a half and it wasn't a song. And it's just like, what the point, what the fuck is the point of this? So yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that about this, this song.
2: And he's just capturing your ear. He's like, yo, listen to what I have to say. Peep my words. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, this is it. I'm about to just go in. And it was like the introduction to Sean Price from there on after.
1: And honestly, that sentence is the key. Like, even if it was the intro for new fans and it was the reintroduction for old fans, like, wait, yep. Yep. holy shit. So, yeah, definitely. Keep. Oh, amazing. Got, Keeper, the best got a, number one I've ever heard.
0: We got a unanimous keep here. We're off to a great start. Uh, we not going to stay that way. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some bloodshed <laughs> for sure.
2: It's fun. I like this.
0: Uh, <laughs> Track number two, produced by Moss. It's 1-2, y'all. Stop. Stop.
3: Stop. Y'all niggas brand new to the game. My gun blow, land two when your brain. When this all said and done, we gonna see what's up. Holla rock, Rocky, probably the rock. That was forever, my nigga Sean Price the boss. Slap niggas talking about a Mike Tyson loss. I'm a broke rapper, hope that you like the flows. Plus a gold snatcher. I love a
0: real, and I don't know how else to... There's not another word, and this doesn't make sense, but it, it'll make sense to you as you listen to this. I love a beat that's real slanty. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And there's something about mm. the way the, the keys and that little guitar like turn around and the drums. You just like kind of like everything slants. You just have to like you know cock your head to the side. And I yeah. just like picture if I like, like the, if the beat was personified, it wouldn't be walking down a hallway straight. It would it would have this weird like just sort of lurch to it. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I mean to me. Like I said before, to me, the Sean Price feature <laughs> in this product works 100% of the time. There's there's right. no weak Sean Price verses or or performances on this record. So if the beat immediately evokes that for me, then it's a keep. Yeah, this
2: this and is a keep. Yeah, it, it it's an automatic keep for me. Yep, it's a, it's a solo joint. He has no features on it. It's a great way to follow up on uh, Pete My Words, and I'm with it. I'm with yeah. this joint. I'm a am a big believer that
1: your your second track. I've always said this. Your right. second song has to be yes, your your, your 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 first song is this is what this is what we about to do and your second song is watch me rap. Yeah. And he goes he 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 catches a body with the wordplay and this was kind of the he goes stupid with the wordplay on this joint and just dancing around. It's a beat that you have to dance on a little bit. And he dances all over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was was just crazy. Yeah, his wordplay is out of control. And like, you know, there's something special about this record as it pertains to where it sits in the Sean Price pantheon with his other records that came after. Because I think what ended up happening, my own humble opinion, is that P started to perfect his style. Like, all right. I'm reintroducing this style. I'm going to I'm going to tweak my 90s style a little bit. I'm going to reintroduce it. And then from this point on, he 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 tweaked it even further. Like he he, owned, he perfected he it. it. He owned it. But I think what was there was a little bit lost because he started to after this record, he started to tap in way more to the to the one-liner aspect and less into the wordplay with the one-liner aspect not that there was no more uh wordplay but this album is wordplay the fuck up it's you could tell he was rapping like yo i really have something to prove to everybody who thought they were sleeping on me like yeah i mean i'm listening
2: to this verse and i'm going crazy what did he say something about the dubs in the sack for the dubs on the lack or something i was like he was doing wild shit the pattern was listening to it over and over yeah, the
0: the patterns too. It's it's not just the content of what he was writing, but just right. the way that he was also freaking the different writing patterns, which is just impressive. It's in, in in revisiting this album for this, it I think that I'm not like, you know, reinventing the wheel here to say it. Sean Price is super fucking underrated. It's insane yeah. that he isn't held in a higher regard, and it, obviously That's it's That's why tragic. I wanted to do this album. Yeah, look, man, nobody was mad at it. Like It was, it was a good yeah. instinct, for yeah. sure. That's but yeah, why I wanted to do this album. Yeah. It's it's really crazy and it's and it's tragic that we won't have more and even the even the album that came out the final album that was sort of the posthumous thing posthumous albums traditionally are terrible ideas and
2: they're cash grabs for the most part
0: and that record is fucking great yeah it's pretty good
2: <laughs> yeah yeah he he was alive for you know I mean for a bunch of it getting it going and then uh, yeah. Bernadette finished. His voice to me, kind of, I could just hear it in his voice. It kind of hurts me listening to that album. But Monkey Bars is the one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this was a strong keep. All right,
2: we got another unanimous keeper. A happy
1: shout out, Moss too. How much? How 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 many Moss joints have we heard in the last ten years? Because Moss produced this one.
0: Well, (laughs) I know Moss was really active in the decade that this happened, and I'm yeah, real
1: active in that decade. You know what's the Moss joint that people forget? Uh, that Moss did, uh, all around the world today, a kilo is a measure. Oh yeah. Okay. Kilos got a thousand grams. It's easy to remember. That's a Moss joint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking him up really quick. His Wikipedia stops at 2017. Obviously that
1: doesn't yeah, mean- that I, Cause I haven't heard much Moss in the last, you know, but in this era, Moss had joints on a lot of records. Cue whoever responds to this on
0: Twitter or Instagram. You idiots, Moss. Okay, <laughs> you didn't know started. Moss did the whole yeah. Drake
1: album? <laughs>
2: oh, my bad.
0: <laughs> my bad. Uh, shout out to Moss. We're moving on to track three. Produced by Crisis. It's Onion Head featuring Tech.
3: Yo, yo. Bitch, homie, the Swiss Army knife in my hand. Know this shit corny, but it can end the life of your fam. Niggas know Shaw nice with the hands. Watch me punch up your face, dig in your pockets, leave you right where you stand. Got a dumb bitch that live in Japan. Black belt, suck dick, chop bricks with a hand. I ain't got... Who that? Yo. Who says that? <laughs>
1: yo, <laughs> who says yo. yo, the first time I heard that joint, I was like, this is the most hard... I don't give a fuck ramen dude I ever met in my life, bro. That's or I said. ever heard it in my got life. he the like, humor
2: with it. This <laughs> the best, man. This is actually my favorite song on the album, I, I would yeah. say, for me. It's just one of his most popular songs, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. an automatic keeper. Yeah. Automatic keeper. You look him up. I think this is his number one, like, streaming song right now. Oh, yeah? yeah? Is it? Yeah. I think so. I,
1: yeah. I, on your head, man. But see, it's such a honestly uh mark when i think about it this is kind of a overpowering song on the record in the sense that whenever i think about monkey bars i think about this song like
2: pretty quickly and two songs i know i mean
1: go ahead yeah i think about it pretty quickly and the problem with that is going back to what sean said a few minutes ago then i go fucking knife wonder did the whole album like, cause that's what it sounds like when I uh, think about this fucking song. Uh, but this shit is crazy. Like, it's a, it's such a ridiculous joint. He goes, he goes stupid on every bar on the whole shit. Got a dumb bitch that live in Japan. Come on, uh, 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 like with a hand
2: Like, yo, just crazy. Like, he goes right, nuts. So
1: super key,
0: super key.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's number one. I mean, yeah, first three tracks right off the bat, some Strong of the best. Start. Yeah, su- this next start. one. Let's talk about
0: it. All right. We're going to get into track four. It's produced by Rudy Rocks. It's Fake Neptune featuring Buckshot Steel and Louisville Slugger.
3: for me you, see you call me. Disrespect anyone, me. no, no me. And say the call me. Yo. Yo. Meanwhile, nigga back at the ranch, smoking a split with the bitch, trying to fasten the pants. <clears throat> off for of the blouse and off for of the kango.
2: Victorias secret bitch, Caribbean mango. A favorite song on so the this is one of my favorite things about P is like the line he said, Sean Price, four wings fried rice. Like I love when he refers to himself and like has this crazy bar behind it. Yeah. The only time I'll tell you a quick story. It's the only time I met him. it was I met him a few times, but in passing at like shows or whatever. But at one point, he was always been my number one like fan favorite rapper. My favorite. One of my friends was shooting a video of his. He produced a song for him and brought Sean P to my store in the Lower East Side. So I got to like kick it with him, like one on one and wardrobe him for this video. I put like this crazy P Miller jersey on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was crazy. And like I was so nervous. I like I wanted to go like say something to him. But so he was smoking a cigarette outside. I was like, fuck it, it's my chance. Right. So I go outside, I grab one off him and I go, bro. I'm showing Price and you not. Big bullets with big guns for big shots. And he like lost it. And he started rapping it back to me. And I was like, this is why I love this guy. This is why I love this guy.
1: Oh, man. P. R.I.P. He's
0: yeah. the best. Uh,
2: and the way he refers to himself and the lines after. But that being said, I'm going to X this song. Woo. Wow, and and first, what is the
0: reasoning? What is what is the reasoning behind the cut? I
2: mean, it's the beat. This is like going back to what we said in the earlier, you know what I mean? Like the 2000, <laughs> mid-2000 beat. And I know he did this on purpose as a joke to say, hey, I could rap on these type of beats too. But th- the album is so amazing. You went from Peak My Words to One Two Y'all to Onion Heads. And we still got some, cr- to me, my favorite track hasn't even come up yet. And then to follow it up with that, I was like, eh, we don't need this, bro. We I, don't need... I, you're talking about making an Illmatic, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking well, about making a, you know, top but 10 song. I, I would
0: say, even in the making Illmatic paradigm, the Life's a Bitch beat doesn't sound like the other beats. It's a little more smoothed out uh, yeah, compared to... Yeah, i it doesn't sound thing. like it, but this is just
2: too... He says it a Neptune beat, you know. He says
0: it. Just like- I I get a kick out of the self-referential nature of the title and him. It's hip hop is already so meta and self-referential, but for him to have a song called Fake Neptune, it's literally like, Fake okay, Neptune. Okay, that that's interesting. To me, it's a keep because I enjoy hearing that mixing of the styles, and it doesn't sound. It look this doesn't sound like straight up like oh did he really get a beat from chad and, and pharrell it, it obviously still has some of the flourishes that, that, that would place it in the realm of underground hip-hop but i sort of enjoy the concept of him using uh explicitly flexing his style on this on this type of uh production and and being very very transparent about it down to the fucking song title so to me i enjoy it it's a keep minus mm. you are our deciding
1: vote I oh, love being a deciding vote. It's a cut.
2: Ah, a cut. my man. You it's know what's cut. up next. That's right. We gotta do top 10. There's 16. It, votes. It,
1: it, it's a cut. Here's the thing. Unlike some cuts that we've done on past episodes, it's not like a ah, get this shit out of here. Go, go kick across the field. It's not that. It's a good record, too. It's a it's a it's an inside joke record. Bars are crazy and it's the boot camp song on the on the album, you know, which is kind of tough to cut the boot camp song, but yeah. I think the the final product of 10 songs that we could end up with this beat would not sit well in that 10 in that 10 songs.
2: Yeah, it doesn't play later. You know what I mean? There's longevity of songs and those first 3 I can bump all day. Right now that one I don't want to hear. And I get but it, too. It is the song Outlier. And I cutting it, though,
1: Mark. And here's the one sadness I have with cutting this song. You cut that song, which means we also cut how I'm going to let you shit on me after I let you shit on me. Freaky yeah. D.K., which is yeah. which is a phenomenal fucking line that it just yeah, hurts so me. Hey, listen, I
2: don't want to cut anything, Sean P. But, you, know, <laughs> you know, you asked me if we want to make yeah. one of the best albums, and I think this is this should be I would agree, though. one of the best albums. I would agree. I would agree. It's a cut.
0: All right, we're moving on to number five, produced by 9th Wonder. Again, the only 9th Wonder beat on the album, despite the reputation. It is Heartburn.
3: A drug habit. I love a double-joining bitch up in my craftmatic. I love snatching niggas Joseph on the mass transit. I love busting in your mouth, I know you can't stand it. I love it, I love it when you bob your head at this. At the same time, giving the godhead God, in the whip. I love it when I'm with Wifey, you say nothing, right? Come you on, know. come on. I Automatic love what he said.
1: I know you can't
2: stand it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is The way he just, like, he, like, talks. He just, like, talking on these tracks. And it's just like, man, this guy. Yeah. He, he had, he, you could, again, man, the narrative of where he
1: was at in life really shows, like, he had just reached the point of, like, you know what man? Fuck it, bro. Like I'm just going to say wild shit and like I don't even give a fuck. Like whatever. Whatever we going to do. We we doing we doing some albums. Bet. I got rhymes like let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like with, with with no expectation and no and and I will say like even from a from a from an artist standpoint on my end, like I make the best music when I don't have any I'm just I'm just creating. I'm, yeah. I don't have any that's this overhead. Like- mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have nobody that's, yo, you got to do this. Or, yo, I'm just, yeah, I'm just working. Like, I'm just having fun in the studio. And you could tell like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And like, but you could also tell if we're going to do it, he's like, you know what? I got to let motherfuckers know how how I get down with this pen. Like, he's so I, I,
2: smooth and he talks so clearly, but he's not lazy at all. And it yes. seems like he's uh. just talking on the beat, which a lot of guys are doing this day, and that's why I think this album is very important because I really think it started the uh this new renaissance that people think we're in. Yeah. But it's this album, I know a lot of people say otherwise, but I think that this guy, this album really well, started if rock
1: if they call rock the godfather of the
2: Renaissance or the, You're wave, talking
1: Marcy. yes Marcy, if if rock is the godfather, right, we got to figure out what P is because P is P is important. Like there's a couple, and who was rock Marcy
2: riding alongside with?
1: Well, you know the what God, I'm saying. P. And and here's the thing: there's a lot of just to just to say this because I think it's important to be noted. Like rock, I would agree that rock is the godfather of the new wave Renaissance. Like I would agree with that. I would also say we gotta we gotta acknowledge Sean Price. We gotta acknowledge Planet Asia and some of these other guys who were putting out pro- in that two thousand five. Two, until rock came, yeah. there was mm-hmm. still stuff going on. It wasn't Nothing. exactly this energy, but yeah, there, there was, was a lot going on. Movements don't happen. There,
0: yeah. yeah, movements don't happen in a vacuum. So it's never just going to be one guy. It's a bunch of people tapped in and operating on a similar level. And there's always going to be, there, you know, there's only usually space. If you're lining everybody up in a in a line, there's going to be
2: somebody first. But yeah, if you listen to Marsberg, who's the only feature? Yeah, the, I mean the the snow remix. Yeah, yeah, Sean Price.
1: Yeah, which was you know, and and he was big homie at the time. Like P was, you know, like oh shit. Well, I remember being like oh shit, he got P on there. Like, right. I think he's you know the homie.
2: I don't even yeah. know. If he's probably the same age, you know. But well, so, yeah, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah of course. In, in <laughs> could be younger (laughs) yeah Yeah. but
0: i also i also enjoy the subversiveness of taking uh ninth wonder soul very heartfelt sounding beat and calling it heartburn which first of all is very tongue-in-cheek yeah he's just so casual conversationalist and and so humorous doesn't
2: sound like any of the ones we've heard yet
0: right yeah so there's the transition it's a keep for me for sure uh I, I, i enjoy this one
1: it's the closest thing on here too. Outside of I mean, I guess fake Neptune to some extent, but like, I like he does it. He does this again on the record a little bit later, but where he'll do a joint that that has like a loose concept to it. You know what I'm saying? And there's like a, you know, uh, I love this. I love that. I love this. I love that. But doing it his way and the things that he loves are horrible things. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's 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 just super dope. I mean keep. Is it a keeper for you? Oh, it's definitely keep. Yeah, it's a keep. Oh, it's a definite keep. And it's funny because it's another one of those joints where the beat, the beat is dope, but the, to me, the beat is made dope by the raps. Oh yeah, hundred I mean, percent. It, it, it's a
0: dope beat, but it's not. It, it doesn't stand out. It's not like yo, I want to hear everybody rap on this beat. It's not yeah. going to be one of those like you know, this is the one that makes the rounds and everybody freestyles on it. This this could have easily gone in a very corny and predictable route we're at another rapper oh this is yep. going to be my love song yeah, you know. yeah yeah uh, yeah he yeah. talks
2: about going home after a hard day and rolling up weed and then watching cartoons with his kid you know what yeah. I mean like, that's yeah. if you're a father that's some real shit right there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know all right that.
0: so it's a unanimous keep we're going to go on to track six produced by star.com and justice it is shakedown <laughs> <laughs>
3: Better look both ways before you cross the street. The Pirellis on the porch push you off your feet. Sharp One half of the incredible rap team. Yeah. Y'all niggas smoked out. Incredible hey y'all, y'all niggas is too old to think the way you do. And you cowards never do what you say you
2: do. I'm in the hood running with the same crazy crew. I'm good. <laughs> Cut. Yeah and you know not like cut. a hard cut but it's just like there's you know there's 10 tracks that we want to have and compared to the other ones that we've already said that are definitely going to be there like nah I mean it's a, <laughs> nah <laughs> nah yeah, it's a, it's a skippable joint when I'm on the CD player it's it's a skip it's, I think it's, it's Yeah this is probably, probably wrong with it. you know what I mean it's just it's not it's so great like you know I'm talking Illmatic. right yeah.
0: Yeah, if there can only be ten, we're gonna lose six. But yeah, for me, I think it's the beat. The beat is is just it's it's actually kind of an interesting sample, whatever that is. But it gets very repetitive to me, and it just is not. It doesn't hold my attention in the same way that the other ones do.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Got it. it, This got a lot of skips for me in the like when I was bumping this album all the time. Like I always skipped over this joint. Which again, sad for it to be cut because then you lose the great shine that's fucked up puffy line which is great you could also tell you could also tell that this at least to me sounds like one of the first songs that p would have r- recorded on this album
0: yeah the voice sounds i mean you were talking about he was smoking cigarettes and that was definitely his gravel uh yeah. shout out to gravel pits but his gravel <laughs> was definitely uh progressed throughout time and you could, if you were very familiar with the record or the catalog, you could hear this and maybe even not be sure that it's him. You know, it, it sounds so different. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sounds
1: very different on on this joint. To me, it sounds like if it were if this is this is no inside knowledge. This is just a guess, and I'm familiar with this type of thing being the case. Sounds to me like this was a song that he recorded probably a while before he started working on everything else. Yeah. And was like, yeah, but I really love that fucking song. Let's put it on.
2: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or he might have just felt the pressure of like having to have a 50 minute or whatever, 16 track album. You know, this this 30 minute album idea, it only lives now. It didn't live in 2005, 2005. People were making mixtapes of 24 songs. Facts. I mean, so he was just like, oh, man, we got to make this a little more fuller. You know what I mean? Facts. Facts
0: to say nothing about featuring the guests too there might have just he felt like man I don't want to cut you know one of the songs that, that, that has my mans on there so yeah yep. that's I the guess. only
1: joint with, with Sturang
0: yeah Sturang and, and Steel. so sorry it's a cut Shakedown you've been shaking off the uh, the, the album <laughs> we're going to move on to track 7 produced by P.F. Cuttin it's Madman
3: Mad Madman I got mad plans, I got mad scams I used to rap but I deaded the plan Went uptown cop hard 27 to gram Yo, I ain't with that, this and the third I'm only with fat dick your bird You know me bitch, slap shit out your word Must look like a joke to you. Pull out the knife and watch it poke It's
0: funny, his voice kind of sounds similar to the last song on this one too, to me So this, if we're, you know, using our the fan yeah. theories here Maybe this was similar era yeah. Easily yeah. could have been
2: recorded earlier. I mean, this yeah. is, I mean, P.F. Cutting, this is straight Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, I yeah. could hear them just... Yeah, having joints. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to say it. I think I'm going to keep it just because it has that nostalgic, just like, this is real Brooklyn joint, and I could see them cooking this up. You know what I mean? It's just like one of those that might be the weak point in the 10 album, 10-track album, but this is, this is a good joint. This is a good joint.
0: Yeah, um... To me, this is a cut in a similar way that the previous one was, where the beat just doesn't necessarily grab me in the same way. And what's interesting is that I actually do like these beats. It just, they don't sit well in the album and with his voice to me. I get it. Um, it's, and again, look, we already have acknowledged this from and we're probably going to acknowledge it at least... Four more times because we have we have cuts to make. There's no bad songs on this album. It's just we're trying yeah. to pick the ten, the cream of the crop. And for me, this is a cut.
1: Well, yeah, for me, it's a cut too. Um, j- just off the strength that it was a it was a it was one that I skipped. Um, a lot when I when I had it. So it's it's always funny. Like I'm listening to that line. I know this album forwards and backwards. And the funny thing is, I I heard that line about uh fighting my folks. Fuck Pops fighting my folks and I'm like I don't even think I've ever heard that line before. Like and that's just probably because I I, I probably didn't get that deep into the song <laughs> before going to like, oh, let me go to the next joint." You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it just didn't get a this song didn't get a lot of burn
2: for me, so I am gonna say skip. I get it. I might be pulling this out later as we continue in the album, but right now I think I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. All
0: right. So we've got that one cut. We're on to track 8. It's produced by TY Deals. And how many joints
2: good. have we kept so far we've uh, kept okay like hold two, on one.
0: let's see we've kept three, one right? two three
2: we've kept four we've kept we've four kept, okay yeah. we've yeah as a as a group all right four all right yes yeah. we got six
0: more joints yeah yeah we're we're in good shape right now we're on track eight produced by ty deals it's brokest
3: rapper you know last album came out you motherfuckers hated. rock solo rock broke here's a hundred dollars what a fucking joke eviction notice Yo, I gotta go. Album been, been out two months, ain't did a fucking show. Ruckus, you ruined.
2: I put the barrel to my dome, but what the f- you motherfuckers? Hate you motherfucks. Man, <laughs> yeah, what are you guys gonna say? This is a great joint too, man.
1: Nah, right. so I, I'll set them off on this one. This is a big keep for me. I had oh, never, ah. I had never, I had never heard a record like this before. Right. Like a straight like you got to think, like being a rapper was all about being like, I'm the best. I'm the illest. I'm the richest. I'm the coolest. And then he comes out with brokest rapper, you know, like it was like, yo, it was actually empowering for some of us up and coming guys at the time that was like, oh, so you don't got to you don't got to flex all the time. Like you know, he came out like, "Yo, it's Father's Day, and I don't got shit from none of my kids. Like, I'm broke. Like, I don't got no money. Like, you know, I'm fucked up." And it was a, it was such an ill. I remember this record being such an ill. Like, yo, word, we could look at this stuff a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Like, and it's only a minute and thirty seconds, but it's a to me, it's a powerful minute and thirty seconds. Is it the best beat on the record? It's not the best beat on the record, but to me, that the the message on this joint. Is is powerful in the sense of it's one of the first times that I ever heard a rapper instead of being braggadocious, be like, "Yo, my life is fucked up." Like humble man, he's humble. Like I said, yeah, super humble.
2: And I agree with you. It does make you look at this, you know, the egg at a different angle and be like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, we could make it. Like we could be the dopest rappers alive. But of course, we're not going to be bling bling and you know, money thing. Like at least I can go support my kids and pay for my apartment and right. you know, just live off of what I love Right. and make this classic album that we're talking about 20 years later. You know what I mean? Like, so I we agree- were
1: having, we were having, we could really understand. Like, like he's, he wasn't just saying, he was saying, I'm fucked up in the game. Like, listen, like, I don't have money to go get a drink. Like I'm fucked up. And there was, there was, I think there's some empowerment to people like, damn bro. Like I might be in that same situation. I might, I might've been in that situation. So it's a little bit of that.
2: Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do Sean? You going to keep this joint.
0: So I have a couple of <laughs> additional thoughts and I agree with everything you have both said. Uh, number one, I realized, especially after coming after the previous two beats and listening to him in this way, I like beats that stay out of his way and the way that maybe part of it is the mix and part of it is the actual like arrangement. And you know, I'm always coming yeah, at, at these makes... f- with a producer ear. I need Sean Price to be front and center because th- that is an instrument that you want to hear. And I think that was the problem that I had with the last two. And that's what I really like about this one. He's like dead in center. It's really easy to, to pick him out. He's, he's riding on top of it. So for me, it is a keep. I like the content. I also like that it's short in a way that feels like it's almost ahead of its time in a way because yeah. now we're very conditioned to short songs. Yeah. And there's there, there's a couple of things on this record, especially when I was going back and listening to all the songs on this album. There's a lot of twenty second long to thirty second long intros. You know, you, you had to have like four bars or eight bars of the beat, and then you know the the verse starts. So I like that this kind of gets in and gets out in more of an economic uh, way. So for me. I'm voting to keep it.
2: All right, I'm. I'm going to agree with you guys. I think it it would play nice in the full picture of the album. It's definitely not my favorite ones, but it would play nice. So I, I agree.
1: All right, yeah. So we. I we actually think it tells the. St- I think this song, as shocking as it is, outside of Pete, my words to me, this this the brokest rapper you know to me tells the story of, the, uh, of this. This next
2: joint. This next joint is my favorite joint. Like. Of all time. I think every fucking like high school basketball team should come out to this next <laughs> joint. Like, this next joint is crazy. All right. Well, let's get right into it.
0: The next joint that he's speaking of is Boomba Yeah, produced by Tone Mason. <laughs>
3: You can catch me in your sentiment. Doing too much trouble. Straight Jimmy Hendrickson. Pop the drink and my mom's on the farms on go. Pick up this bad habit out of guard. to both. Pop some pill, stiff in the line, drinking some wine. Up in the club,
2: grabbing my gun, fucking with Sean. Bling, 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 bling. It's a Sean Frank thing. Too many clowns want to time, with the guilty one. King, i That's one of the best joints. After Peep My Words, that's the best song on the album. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna disagree? How could your face say that? Oh. Listen, I'm just still catching my breath
1: from. Oh, okay, Mumbai. okay. Oh, yo, it. so I I had this instrumental somehow before I had, before I heard the song. And I remember being like, what the fuck is this beat? Yo, like I was like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? And then I remember hearing the joint and being like, the oh hook, fuck, dude. bro! Yeah, this 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 shit is a monster, man. One of the yeah. to me, one of the seminal, you know, indie two thousand mid two thousand joints that was just like you could throw this on and everybody, you could pull this out of any independent function and everybody knows this shit. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's gonna it's like go a hell
2: true, yeah, wild out song.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a monster with
2: like slam to me, like Onyx.
1: It's a it's a Mosh Pit joint. It's a it's an independent classic in my opinion and it's 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 definitely a big key.
0: Do we uh, I might be ignorant to this, but do you know much about the producer Tone Mason? Nope. And don't about tie Deals either. There were a lot of unknown names for me in this, yeah. but I'm looking him up and this is another Canadian producer along, you know, huh, with Moss. With Moss yeah. And he did a bunch of joints. I mean, he did joints for Freddie Gibbs, 50 Cent, Drake obviously, Busta Rhymes, Rod Digga, Quali, Lloyd Banks. Um, this is great, but I and the, the, he's mostly done album cuts. But this, yeah, I just I, I always admire any kind of record, especially for a guy like him. Not that he was at the top of his career when he made this; it's kind of his reintroduction. But I like you know reaching out to a cast of non-marquee names. Really, ninth and in, in crisis by extension were the big yeah, were the names big names yeah on this. Um, so it's a cut for me. No, just kidding. This is an uh, obvious, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this is, uh, this epitomizes everything. If if you only had like one song to play somebody like, well, so what is Sean Price? Like, well, how do I, how do I get like the cliff notes on, on what his music is about? This would be an excellent candidate for that. It has all the elements that you'd want. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so this has been, I would say this is the most drama-free uh, episode we have done up to this point so far. We'll see how this goes, but we're all kind of on the same accord. Great album,
2: that's why.
0: Yeah, well, yeah but I mean, the problem with the great album is that we got to cut six songs from a great album, and that's that's where things could get right. have,
2: You We got a couple more. We got like eight, seven more joints? All right.
0: Yeah. All right, track 10, produced by Dub.Z. Yo, it's I Love You, rain, Bitch.
3: Rain is small slap the kids and your chain is pawn you look like shit you destroying yourself again for breakfast ass bitch you will not even make my dick hard no more gotta think about my ex to get the back gotta take ex with them a wreck stretch marks titties looking like bros fuck you with the lights off so what's interesting
1: about that song is like again it reminds me of like to me it sits in a trifecta with heartburn and brokest rapper you know as, like, you're learning a lot about P even when he's being funny. Like, there's a there's a hint of, like, okay, I actually am, think I'm getting to know this guy a little bit, even through the jokes, right? And, like, that record, I Love You Bitch, is so, I don't know, I think conceptually it's, it's hilarious to be that you would pick that beat to be, like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna sh- like. I remember when I first heard it, and I'm looking at the, the 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 title, and I'm like, it doesn't sound like he loves her that much. <laughs> but then at the end, you're like, oh, he really loves it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, know, it's it, you know, that's his nigga. Like, but he's just letting it be known, like, yo, that's my nigga, nigga. Like, fuck, fuck all the shit. So big I, to me, it's a big keep, man. Like those three records, they really
2: tell a story in this album. Yep. It, it says a lot. What we said in the beginning too. like, you know, he's just humble, man. And he's just telling you the reality of real life. Not, you know, it's not this whole Instagram with no cellulite. Nah, my girl, sometimes she just looks better from behind because I don't want to fucking. Yeah, yeah. it's like, sorry, that's it. But anyway, he still loves her and nobody's going to yeah. fuck and nobody's going to fuck Facebook with her. Facts. Fuck you, Yeah, it's a key for me as well.
0: It's interesting because you don't necessarily think of Sean Price as somebody, as an MC when you talk about MCs who have vulnerability, right? Because there's nothing vulnerable about him. He's like super shit talking, crazy, unhinged, doesn't give a fuck. But in those moments of, there's an honesty there and a self-deprecation that's there that is kind of rare in hip hop yeah. even to this day, probably a little bit more common now where there is vulnerability there, but it, it you know, you wouldn't call him like emo rap and he's not he's not like Drake and he's not you know, Atmosphere or anything like that, but he there there is a human element that is there in these songs, even the conceptual songs where he's it's it's also very humorous, but like Midas said there are moments where you're kind of getting a peek into like oh, this is a real person, you know?
1: Well, yeah, like he would say there's a famous Sean P line, the ODB of the BCC. Yeah. Right? And it's like, what does it mean to be the ODB of the BCC? What does it mean to be the ODB of anything? ODB was just authentic. Like, nah, it's just, this is just what it is. Like, you you like it you don't. On
2: his MTV fucking show. You know (laughs) what what I mean? Like, they followed him around and that's what P is telling you. He's like, yo, it's not all glamours and glitz. Like, I'm still good.
1: Just go keep it real. Just going to keep it real. And I think emo sometimes like sometimes the let me tell you about my life still has has a gloss to it. Like even sometimes the gloss is not telling it as raw as it actually is. And that's what what Price
2: doesn't want you to feel bad for him. He doesn't want you to like say, oh, my life is sad and like poor me. He's just fucking telling you.
1: Yeah, no. I'm just telling you. like for it this. is,
2: it, man. Yeah. And, you know, I still love my life, and I love my wife, and I might have to go sell a dime. Nah, he don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but that, that kind of shit is in there, too. You right. know what I'm saying? Like,
2: yeah, nah, definitely. So, yeah, big keep for me. Yeah, it's a keep. It's a keep. Uh, I'm getting a little worried, because what do we have? We have, like, eight keeps now, or six keeps? That was our
1: seventh keep, so... Ooh. We, and well, we the the idea is that we go through the whole thing oh, okay. and then we'll have to go back through
2: if we keep too many okay okay we' re-edit I like that we'll
1: like get that. it to
0: 10 no matter what God damn it <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to track number 11. it's another one produced by Crisis it's bye bye featuring buckshot
3: used talk from the and gave kisses <laughs> some that was missing the spark can't like Ain't quite the same. That's life in the game. Ain't really liking the fame, but I deal with
2: it on the road. do the only reason I'm still with it. i got the blow. Seen a long time ago. I made the promise to buy the garments to hold you down. My particular, I think I'm going to skip this one.
3: Call to cut.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sorry.
0: It is not a song that I dislike, but again, in the name of having to cut to ten. It just doesn't offer enough flavor or spice to to keep it
2: at the table. You know what I mean? There's so many songs that we're talking about, like, and the lines and all that. Like, yeah, it's just, it Our was part- like a song that felt needed to be in there because it's Buckshot, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, not in the top 10 of the album. Are we saying bye-bye to bye-bye? <laughs> yeah.
1: yes. I am too. I don't even remember that song.
2: Oh, okay, I might. I thought you were gonna like it. Minus. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I don't even remember that song. It's a good um, joint. It's a good joint. There's a couple of more really better ones though after this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember it at all.
0: About economy, we got to make sure uh, that we're keeping the best of the best. So we're gonna move on to track 12. It's Spliff and Wesson, which seems just intentionally misleading or confusing but spliff and wesson featuring rusty jugs produced by ayatollah
3: listen it go stop with the bullshit playing game niggas hopscotch when the tool click don't make me pop ya your black eye blue bitch frank sinatra you see st and you be thinking roster think it's peace and love but i think it drop ya fake gangster rappers got you thinking mobster it's a fact you an actor
2: thinking oscars yo there you go. Now that's a joint. That's a joint. And that's a joint to have features on and all that. I fuck with Rusty Jux heavy. Oh, fuck with like Rusty that, Heavy. Yeah, that is a joint right there. Definite keeper in my eyes.
1: Whew. Shout out Rusty Jux. I got a few joints for Rusty Jux. Um, oh, fire.
2: Right. Yeah, he's that's
1: one. Yeah, yo, that joint's crazy. Shout yeah. out Ayatollah. Love, love the way he came in on his, like where he chose to start the verse. Was wild to me. Like I always love it when when MCs be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start on this off ass part of the beat and then go crazy." And and he always he starts up
2: with crazy words too. It's like his everything with Sean Bean. His first lines are like crazy. It's like yo, really you gonna start a song like that? <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he yeah. I, I don't
1: know if there's a lot to say. That that's a I I I only wish that that was more of a posse cut. Like I wish this was the yeah. boot camp joint. Like. Put yeah, everybody yeah. on that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and it, it would have been crazy. But that. yeah, it's, it's a super key.
0: Yeah, it's a great beat. And you just want to, I, I had to remind myself that I had to stop playing the cue and not just let it run out because it's just, <laughs> it, it, it it encapsulates you and you just want to keep hearing it. But yeah, it's it's got a lot of energy and I don't know. I don't have much more to add. It's just fucking great. I agree. It would be great to have had everybody on it, but I'm I'm also very happy with it as it is. So it's a key. Yeah
2: energy joint I'm with it yep and the bars I mean he making us laugh quoting it like that's what he does best man
0: yep all right, we're going to move on to track 13, uh, produced by Agala, uh, featuring Rock. It's jail shit. Yo,
3: peace guard, life in your hand, trying to get a damn peace guard. Ain't nothing left to do but pull out your peace guard, digging their face until you tear the peace guard, giving some things. Overall, fearing no things. Set it off for the German duper, giving the bang. You done thrown dreadlocks in a bed in the bang. You done blown head, bob, turned quivering the woof.
1: You should hang it up. So, I'll, I'll just. Throw this out right quick. It's the first rock feature on the whole record. It's a it, it, rock. Rock immediately reminds you that he's rock. That yes. voice comes in and you're like,
2: "Holy shit, it's rock!" Yeah, the like, rock mess monster just rock mess
1: monster shows up. Yep, his voice is so powerful, bro. Like it's so interesting. Like when I compare the uh the uh the Nocturnal to the album that they did in two thousand eight, the uh. Dirt, the incredible rap team album that they did years and years and years and years later. By that point, to me, P's voice was so recognizable that it stood next to Rock's recognizable voice as well. But like, back in the 90s, man, Rock was just rock, bro. He just had such a powerful delivery. It was out of control. This is an interesting thing because he comes in on this and P's doing his rap thing, and then Rock comes in and and seals the deal. To me, this is a keep. Shout out Aguilar on the beat.
0: I had no idea where you were going with it. I like I, I was on the edge of my seat, not knowing. Okay, is he going to go keep or cut with this? So I'm I'm gonna win either way with that argument,
2: and I uh, I want
0: to hear what you have to say. Well, it hurts my soul. Oh but to me, shit! It it hurts to cut the 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 lone Rock joint. But again, in the name of economy, in the name of we got to cut it to economy. 10. And again, I, I this will be the third time. I think I say it. it's all about the beats for me on this one, because again, the rapping is always there. Maybe some songs have a little bit more of a leg up on the others in terms of quotability and, and, and the way that the, the raps are put together, but I don't love the beat as much as I love some of the other beats. That little like consistent tick, tick hi hat thing doesn't, doesn't sit well with the rest of the album to me. So this is a reluctant cut. It's not that I have any hatred for this song and it's very dope. But again, we're dealing with a very, very dope album. So there's going to be some casualties.
2: Yeah. We, we don't hate any of the joints on this album. I have to say that up front, but you know, like you said, I came for this album for Sean and I'm here for Sean P. Like it might've been, one of those joints where he doesn't need to bring that rock. We know you fuck with rock. Like we don't even need that. Like when Pusha T came out with his first album, did he even have Malice on it? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to cut this joint.
1: Ooh, what is the disrespect? I There's hate no
2: disrespect. You. There's definitely zero disrespect. There's, I like this song. I mean, we got three more joints and the oh. three really good joints coming up. That
0: yeah, hurts. we I'm have sorry, three I'm more sorry. joints and two more slots, so This is where it maybe gets interesting. The next song is the title track... Produced by TY Deals this is Monkey Bars.
3: Yo, we smoke weed, pop pills, drink liquor. We do the knowledge, read lessons, think quicker. My do niggas sagging at the boot can whack. Fuck you Paul. you can't rap. Listen, let it be known, stepping on rose petals, led to the throne I'm the motherfucking king getting head from this hole. In the hood new estate in Jersey with Jay Williams drinking
2: Amstel light, shooting that clay pigeon. Listen, it's 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 hard to listen to that joint but how could you cut a joint that samples a fucking jungle noise like <laughs> but it, well, it, it, it's it's kind of hard to cut that but at the same time it's it also kind of hard to keep it yeah it might get the axe man I don't know but well hold on what,
0: what when you say it's hard to listen to what is hard what, what, like,
2: I mean it's just so much going on hmm. that it's like hard to rock out to and I can't see me and my homies at the time just like rolling up blunts and making licks to that joint you know what I mean? There was way more hardcore hip hop joints. I don't know. I just, there was a lot of that going on in the 2000s too, like very funny kind of uh musical beats. Um, not that that was funny, but I mean, it just shows his talent that he can rap on a jungle beat, but. It's not,
0: it's not <laughs> dusty and it's not vibey. And that's where a lot of the strengths yeah. of the production on this album lay.
2: So I, exactly. I get this. So are you, and the album that we're making the top 10 It doesn't fit into the album that, yeah. So you're
0: voting to cut, is that what you're saying? Unfortunately, yeah. All right, so I'm voting to keep. And the reason why is that I enjoy, I I think I'm stimulated by hearing him on this kind of beat and it doesn't break so much from the aesthetic of the album that it seems distracting to me. To me, you know, I guess it just depends on how you choose to come at these things. For me, it's like, this is variety where not everything sounds the same. He's consistent throughout. And I guess I do understand that there is a little bit of hokiness that exists there. Oh, okay, you named it monkey bars. It's like a jungle beat. Like I, I, I could see an argument where maybe some eyes will roll, but I just really like his performance on the track. Uh there's a lot of great quotables to me. So it's a keep. So Midas, that makes you the deciding vote.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Don't remember playing it. Didn't even remember it. And if I didn't remember it, that means it was getting skipped already. And it means it's still getting the skip for me. Uh, I, I remember the song, like as you were playing it, when that hook came in, I was like, oh, I do remember this. But it, it, it wasn't to to Mark's point. It wasn't a joint that, you know, one of the things that, that I used to take pride in, and I know a lot of guys, what was our pull up song? When I pull right. up in the whip, Right. Was blaring out the window. This was never blaring Got out it. the window.
2: No way, no way. No <laughs> you know what what I'm I get that. I get that.
1: <laughs> so it's 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 a it's a cut. It it it's but all due respect to the god Sean Price. He goes bananas on the track. Yeah, he's, he's doing everything crazy. The hook yeah. is wild. Like it goes crazy. It's like it stands
2: alone. It stands alone.
1: It, it does, and it would have been really cool to be like a promo song for the album. Maybe right. it's called Monkey Bars you could have leaked it early It would
2: have been a bonus joint I would have been happy Bonus joint
1: like promise. but which?
0: You know
2: it's
1: funny it
0: I could almost hear this in a video game or video game soundtrack which is what one of the remaining songs is and I could have easily seen a flip-flop where you know, not that it would have to be like, a, you know, the fucking Disney jungle book video game or whatever, like it <laughs> wouldn't have to be that, but you could certainly, anytime where a beat sort of takes you into a world, you, you get more cinematic with it. Could this be in a movie? Could this have been in like, you know, I don't know what movies were coming out around the time, you know, the fucking Anaconda two or something like that. It sticks out a plane. It uh, sticks out a plane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or, yeah, Planet of the Apes. Why didn't I think of that? Jeez, (laughs) this is around the same time. All right, so we're cutting it. Uh, My heart hurts a little, but I think we'll be okay. We have two more songs left. We've got... Slap boxing featuring Rusty Jokes and Rock, produced by Edward Maximilian III.
3: Full, full, focus the fire. Don't shot hope you die, smoking the lie after the toast is retired. Motherfucker, yo. Fucking with jokes, you already know what drama it is. Hard body, beat breaking, that's what kind of drama it is. Kings and
2: you already know what grind it is. Black for better special, that's what kind of it it is. Body to wax. How many joints do we have? We have eight
3: cold
2: black we have nine or we have eight we have eight yeah eight. Oh man this one might have to take the skip and i might have to reintroduce monkey bars as uh because the <laughs> next joint's a definite this one i don't know man it's a good joint it's a good joint
1: it's 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 a cut for me it's yeah a for i'm gonna
2: cut it too i'm gonna cut it too
1: it's a cut for me it's it's a tough i mean like so Listen, going back to my logic, like you cut this one and you keep jail shit because, right? If you if you're gonna have rock on the record, keep that one because right. this okay. this this uh this joint is just is this out of I'll be honest that to me this is my least favorite song on the whole on the entire yeah. album. Really, it's just yeah. a song. Wow. I'm-
0: My vote was to keep it. I I like it as a beat. I like the performances on it. I like that we do have rock on there. Um, This is weird because I don't think that we've ever done this. where We are now, by definition, not going to hit 10, and we are going to have to go back and and pull one out, which I guess is not the worst thing in the world because we didn't mercilessly bury any of these songs. Like, yeah, fuck these. Right,
1: right, right. There were some joints that were kind of on the fence a little bit. I wanted to give the whole album a fair shot.
0: Yeah Alright that's fair Alright well we're losing it And that means we have One song left It's a bonus song It's Rising to the Top Which was in One of the Grand Theft Auto games It was a theme song uh, Featuring and produced by Agala
3: Straight music Straight music Yo we all cool Paul anybody can get it Winchester's Remington's, any shot that got hit it yo dress sloppy but my rap is dapper watch Rosewood go outside and slap a cracker yo Bey thousand, fabricve is hot shit. kill the nigga on the train with Barry slot they do by the blind you
2: ain't ready for drop with your girl. no hook the hook is fire We <laughs> yeah yeah yo I remember he first hearing his daughter that. on the front on the front of the oh, joint yeah. yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah, what I mean you yeah. uh, so and her name is Sean p as sean well p little sean p yeah yeah just spelled differently uh i think it's a definite keep uh i love the additive i think the daughter plays throughout the whole joint um it was amazing i mean and just to see he brought her out on stage this song meant a lot it was you know not too many people were putting their kids on the joints either so definite a keep
1: yeah i would say definitely a keep um Reminds me that, man, like, Aguilar got joints, man. Like, if, if you go back through Aguilar's catalog, like, Aguilar did a lot of that, of what, which is one of my favorite produc- produced albums, which is uh, Onyx's All We Got Is Us. Yeah. Aguilar did a lot of All We Got Is Us. Aguilar's got a lot of joints that he's produced throughout the years that are kind of, like, sle- low-key slept on. So, got to give big—and this joint, man, this shit was crazy. I remember this shit on Grand Theft Auto— it's a wild beat. You know what I mean? You know, the hook Grand is phenomenal. I
2: think it was uh, three. It, I think it was three. Yeah. It was three? Okay. And that, what, what is that? Liberty City? No, that's not. Is that Liberty City? No, that was, uh. hold on. Yeah, I need, I need to fact check that because I got all the Grand Theft Autos. I'm going to fucking start driving around and playing that. Because I do see that on the tape here. It says, you know, bonus track rising to the top Grand Theft Auto theme yep. song.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was three. Um, it was on the radio station for three.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The radio station for sure. Yeah. Okay, fire. on game on game radio FM.
0: We have reached the outskirts of my knowledge of modern video games, so <laughs> I, I, I'm of no use
2: for the rest of this. And depth auto, okay. I want to know what city it was in, though. Like, I got shout out it.
1: though. So my only song that I have with Sean Price is a huge. I didn't, I didn't pu- a huge posse cut produced by Ono uh, with myself, Sean Price, uh, Royce the 5'9", Alchemist. Uh, and it is on the Grand Theft Auto uh, no way. Chinatown Wars soundtrack. Uh, That's right. Soundtrack. I remember that. I remember It was that. the theme song on Chinatown Wars. All um, right. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Chinatown sick. Wars. Hold on, I'll tell you everybody that's on that track. This is really Uh, the
0: episode where we show how little we remember about video games.
1: Look, I don't even barely remember myself, and I did it. Uh, Royce the Five Nine, Sean Price, Oh No, Guilty Simpson, Fat Cat, Metaphor, Chino XL, Marv One, Midas the Beast, and Roxy. So, what was it like when you guys were all in the studio writing that? Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) We were all battling and trying to be the illest. And yeah, no, we were not all on the same joint, or not all on the same in the same room but yeah shout out to that and I, w- the one time that I met Sean I mean not the one time I met I, I met P a few times had a lot of actually pretty good conversation with P um but my favorite Sean Price interaction Sean my brother Sean Cantrowitz and I and uh some other folks we were in where were we at Minneapolis oh yeah right oh yeah I and forgot. well you didn't go that night so okay. we were, at, we, 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 what was the event that we were at in Minneapolis? We were at Soundset. The, we are the at Rock Soundset. And yeah. there was going to be a show at night and you and a couple of the guys stayed back at the hotel and me and Zar went to the show, which was at the Purple Rain spot.
0: First Avenue. First Avenue.
1: Yeah. And, um, we, we were there, it was me and Zar and we were with, uh, P and 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 Ono and just a bunch of a bunch of rap luminaries. It was crazy. And P, we were in the we were in the green room, and P was like, I'm I'm sitting right next to P on this couch and he goes, Hey yo, hey yo, who's your man over there? So he's pointing to ZAR, And I'm like, That's my man ZAR." He's like, He's supposed to be in here? I'm like, I mean, he came with us. He goes, Yo, get him out of here. And then I was like, I gotta get him out of here he goes nah I'm fucking with you I'm fucking with you he's cool (laughs) yo he was just super quick, and we just started talking about I was asking him about jeans and like shirts I'm like bro like like you got the, the crispiest 501's like how often are you buying 501's and he's like Oh, I don't buy clothes no more. People just give me clothes now. Like Levi's just he's like, I don't buy sneakers. Like, yo, Nike just be sending sneakers to my house. Like I don't I don't give a fuck. We just had a we had a cool we had a cool conversation, man. So something
2: like your older uncle would say the barbecue, like Yo, who's your friend over there, bro? Like, yeah. He's yeah, him, making you feel weird and shit, but he's like- Making me feel fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's what he reminds so, me of. He reminds me of his music too, man. Fuck. Yeah, he
1: he was he was amazing, man. And, and then at the end of the night, and I have this, I have to post this on IG for everybody listening. I went to get a drop and I'm like, yo, let me get a drop, bro. He's like, oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, you know, this is, I don't know, 2010- phone situations were not the greatest or whatever like that so i hold the phone up to him and i'm like all right it's recording and he looks and he goes and he walks away and just starts laughing (laughs) and i was like yo and then he comes back and he goes yo shout out shout out my man Midas." you know it was just he was a really cool funny uh dude and i i definitely want to give him his flowers and energy on that because um you know, he was a giant, man. Changed the way, a huge influence on the way I, I write. Huge influence on the way I perform. Um, learned a lot from from studying Sean Price on stage. And um, he's, a, he's a luminary. So this would be the moment that I take to just give big rest in peace, shout out. Big, big energy to Bernadette. Big energy to the whole BCC and everybody. Like, you know, it's fucking Sean Price, bro. He's one of the greatest of all time.
0: 100%. So yeah, this is a unanimous keep for all of us. Uh, this We obviously got to keep this one in the mix, which means we're now a song short. And again, that wasn't because we weren't feeling these. I think we were just being conservative with our cuts, or with our keeps, rather. So, well, I go- said Madman. I
2: said keep Madman.
0: You guys voted it out. So your vote is to keep Madman. I would have been Men. my
2: 10. I would have had my 10, and then I would have had Monkey Bars as the bonus. Hmm.
0: I'd keep Monkey Bars over Madman. Okay, and I agree
2: with that. I'll, I'll, I'll fuck with you guys on that one. It's between Mad Men and Monkey Bars. I'd say it's between Mad Men
1: and jail shit. Oh yeah, jail I mean, excuse shit me, excuse me. Too, monkey but- Bars and jail shit. I don't uh. like it Between Monkey Bars and jail shit. All right, so with my preference and- being jail shit because. Oh, okay. I, I like that we get a rock,
2: a rock and rock thing. Yeah. All right. I might have to agree with you on that one too, but I man, I agree with everybody on everything. I, <laughs> I love this whole album, man. <laughs> he said, I agree with everybody on everything. Because <laughs> I love this album. What do you say, Sean?
0: Mark is the oh, Switzerland of making a Madden. Switzerland. He's like, Look, yeah. Whatever anybody wants. <laughs> this
2: is fun. Um, yeah, as long as Sean Peace's album is on this, uh, what do you say?
0: I guess, you know, hearing, it's funny because this has happened a couple times recently. Uh, sometimes hearing other people's critiques of a song will instantly pull the thread and unravel it for me. And now I can't unhear the inherent slight, with all respect, corniness maybe of the title track. Yeah. So yeah. I think with that said, and the fact that we also cut the other rock joint, I think I think my vote would go to jail shit if it's between those two.
2: Okay. So yeah, two versus I still I still say what was the name of it? Uh Madman. Mad but I definitely agree with the choice of number 10.
0: Okay. All right. So these are our ten picks then. We got Peep My Words, one, two, y'all, Onion Head, Heartburn, Brokest Rapper, you know, Boomba. Yeah, I love you, bitch, Spliffin' Wesson, Jail shit, rising to the top. So the question right. that we have to ask ourselves now. What is the current mic rating on the album in its now newly christened omatic format? A 5. I mean, of course, man. This
2: is uh, one of the best albums ever created.
0: Oh, oh. It definitely improves it to me. I mean, oh, I'm it okay. does. So it I do. So I had actually. it I had it at 3.5. I think I would probably bump it to a I bump it to a 4.5 4.5. And again, I'm Can You
2: do 4.2 or some shit like that.
0: I mean, we could do whatever the fuck we want. Like nobody, (laughs) we 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 cleared it. Like nobody's gonna arrest us, come at us, whatever. We're we're all we're all straight. But yeah, I I think no. I mean, I'm gonna keep it to uh, 0.5 integers. I don't want to get too fractional with it here. It it definitely increases it. I think the only thing that maybe present like prevents it from being a five to me is just what I acknowledged was a bit of my own inherent bias, which is that like I really fuck with all this stuff, but I know that. I know I don't love all of the boot camp umbrella as much as the most diehard of of boot camp uh, aficionados do. So I'm prepared for any of the heat that brings me. I'm not shitting on anybody, but, you know, it's just it comes down to personal preference. It's 4.5 for me.
1: It's tough, man, because it's a I mean, I think we just turned it into. There's no fat there's zero fat now. It's like a, it's a, it's a tough and for it to be a re-entry into like, it's interesting. If this, if this same album were the third album that Sean Price put out, it might feel different, but this is the first time that we heard this guy as a solo artist after years of hearing him. And he was, Better, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 just a wild. He's got a wild history in that way. I always I always loop him in with Prodigy, um, in the sense that you had like Mob Deep Prodigy, and then by the time you get to 2007 uh, uh, eight Prodigy, it's a different Prodigy. You know, it's like a, and he's doing these solo albums, but he raps completely different than he did 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And it's just interesting that 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 this is what we got as his as his reentry and he just went on this super late career run um that he was able to go on. I think I'm going with a oh i i i might go four point five two um only reason I say that is because as amazing as it is, like when I say five when we say five and I think we've only turned one record so far is it only one I think it's only one record. I don't keep
0: a fucking record of this. I probably should, but I know that we did it I, with the Big we Pun We did it with album. Pun.
1: I think there's only one. We cut Capital Punishment down to 10 songs, and that turned into a 5 micro for us. Bust no, do we do it with Things
0: Fall Apart? Do we do it with Things Fall Apart? I think at least one of us said that it was
1: a 5 micro. But I, I'm only counting unanimous. We all said this is now uh, a 5 okay, micro. Got it, got it. And in that case, I think only Pun was the one. And I still wouldn't put this record there. Right. With the pun ten song record. So if I'm looking at it that way,
2: I'll go four point five. I'm gonna agree on the four point five, even though I'm super biased and I'm the one who chose this album to talk about. That's why I said five immediately. But four point five makes sense because there's is a lot of hard tracks now. You know what I mean? We pick like it's like boom by it, it's like boom, boom, boom. We need something in there besides Heartburn to kind of mellow out. You know what I mean? To string us along and kind of get in there. So that would be the reason why i do 4.5. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: I mean, look, I think no matter how we choose to rank it, and numbers truly don't matter, we all agree that it's an amazing record, and now we have improved it by making these cuts. Mark, one last thing I want to ask you is, you know, being such a big uh, head for this album and a big fan, what are the ways, if we kind of zoom back out, what what are what do you think are, are the most evident ways that this album really shaped all albums that would follow? What's what's the footprint that Monkey Bars really left on not just Sean Price's career, but hip hop and the landscape as we know it?
2: That's a deep question. But even Midas said it himself that Sean P kind of molded his whole, you know, way of rapping therefore and after. And and like I said, I even think that the godfather of our generation right now got a lot from hanging out with Sean P. You know what I mean? So I think that this is truthfully one of the albums that started the Renaissance before the Renaissance, you know what I mean? Um, Since we're in this Renaissance now, and it's only been the last 10 years, this was five years prior to that Renaissance. And I think that it definitely molded that wordplay beat choice. Talking on the beat, you know, can he could talk slowly, but at the same time, every word rhymes, you know what I mean? He's just, he's smooth with it. He's talking about his real life. A lot of rappers now talk about like, Hey, I'm fucked up in the game too. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, just touring and making money off pennies off of streaming and stuff like that. And selling merch is a lot of way these guys eat right now. And it's not that they're over there driving Lamborghinis. So people are talking the truth. And I think Sean Pree kind of brought that. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, anything you want to shout out, um, knowing that this will air sometime between now and the next two to three months? So, you know, keep the... Keep oh, no, like I get it. Peace. Listen, uh, it.
2: I definitely understand that uh, way of rolling things out because with my series that I have in Off Top, we have a bunch in the can too. One being the good man on this uh, screen, Midas. Uh, so we got his episode that's coming out, uh, our off top freestyle series season eight. He's definitely going to be a part of that. Um, you know, we have our supply and demand show that we've been holding for the last, uh, four years and that's going to be coming at the end of summer. Um, we'll have a big announcement with that. Uh, we haven't made any announcements yet. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out. I have a big show that I'm doing in Virginia Come end of May, I have a pop-up tour that we've been doing. We just did Philly, and we have Reef the Lost Cause, Dropping the Crazy Cipher, and Sadu Gold was there. So now we're going to take our talents to different cities and, uh, you know, highlight some of the gems in each city. And what we kind of come in is going to be like Nick F is going to be a part of this Virginia run, uh, DJ Harrison, Concept Jackson. So really excited about that. Other dudes on Off Top are coming But definitely, Midas, I'm really hyped because that shit was crazy, bro.
1: (laughs) My brother. brother, Thank
2: you, man. Thank you.
1: We're going to do some more fly shit. So big love. Big love. love.
0: Thanks for joining us, Mark. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, that was fun. Big thanks to Mark for joining Midas and I on this sometimes painful, sometimes gratifying thought experiment. Thanks again to the Patreon. Shout out to them. Hey, if you haven't done so already, make sure you rate and review this show on the Apple Podcasts app. Shout out to the Stony Island Audio crew. Again, if you're in San Jose this weekend, come see me and the DadBod Rap Pod Connect at the Eastside Record Swap. Big ups to Midas the Beast and Tsarism for doing the show's theme. And I will be back next week with another episode of The Questions Hip Hop.